0: Nicole Hutchison and Jess Navarez.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison and Christy Scales. Jess Navares will be joining us shortly. She is listening to uh Fossils talk so we'll be waiting on her uh, other coordinators as well so we'll be waiting on her for a little bit. Uh but ladies this victory monday here at the star? I know. Yeah. It's, Y'all not it's it's cool. That
2: was that fine. was that was the best Crowd oh that was so energized, yes. ninety-three thousand seven hundred and twenty-five people, and a nice representation among Eagles mm-hmm. fans. So wearing their Kelly green, Please. yeah, uh, mostly in the lower level, over one of the end zones and behind the visiting bench. But they got quiet real quick, yeah. And uh, That's a favorite what type a Philly fan, a, a quiet <laughs> a rarity, one. a quiet one, and one that leaves with their tail between their legs. Mm-hmm. And but really just a. Uh, dominating uh, oh, yeah. you know Absolutely. 20 points you say yeah. but I just thought that what was so different was and this isn't just Cowboys Eagles but when you watch the Eagles and we watch them a lot with the NFC East and they're Traditionally strong on their defensive line and their offensive line, and usually they're the ones where their opponents at the end of the game are the ones that are feeling worn down, Mm -hmm. that are complaining to the officials, trying to get calls, and things Mm -hmm. like that. And and last night, it's like the tables were turned, and it was the Mm -hmm. Eagles who were worn down in the second half that were getting frustrated, that were complaining about calls. And so uh, it was it was a very uh, satisfying thing to see from the sideline.
1: Oh, yeah. We got just ladies and the house. <laughs> uh, but, no, yeah, I, I didn't expect – let me not say that. I thought it was going to be a closer game um, than what it was, like maybe like a down to the final seconds type of game like it was last time uh but they the cowboys proved me wrong just coming out there and dominating the way they did uh 24 to 6 at halftime and 33 to 13 the final I, I don't know this this team's looking like it's a hard
3: team to beat I mean to not this defense is yeah. the story of the game for it really me is. and Mike McCarthy mentioned you know that even offensively I, I do like the fact that the run game seems like it's really starting to solidify yeah. itself mm-hmm. because They won the line of scrimmage consistently yesterday, but I will say this defense is what I was looking at this game. And for them to not allow Philly, who is one of the top five teams in the NFL and scoring in the red zone, for them to not allow them to score TD offensively, and you're talking about some next-level stuff, and all of the, the play calls were timely, the blitzes. We saw safety blitzes. It was just you could tell this game plan was um, well thought out, mm-hmm. and the guys bought into what the game plan was. So collectively, I felt like the defense is the story of the game for me.
1: And this was the first time since 2017 that yeah. uh, the Eagles have faced an opponent opponent that hasn't allowed them to score an offensive touchdown. So. it's crazy. Ha. Crazy. I love it.
4: <laughs> Hi, sorry I'm a little late. No, you're good. Um, was trying to finish talking to Mike, see what he had to say. All that good stuff, but um, happy victory Monday, yes. everybody. Um, I guess I'll just start by saying that I think the really cool thing about this win is that you were talking week 9 about how this should have been a win for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Say that. You kept talking about it. We all knew that the better team didn't walk out of that game with a mm-hmm. win. This time, you could actively see them working on the drop-offs that didn't allow them to win yeah. in that previous game. So force fumbles. they did happen in week nine. There was three. Did they recover them? Nope? Nope. This game. Three for three in those force fumbles and recoveries. That was huge. Not only that. But something that stood out to me right now that Mike was just talking about is the confidence level that this team has. That it's not overly high, it's there, but it's right where it needs to be. Um, story of, of the game, obviously, was the defense, but for me, it's also special teams. Brandon Aubrey, hello, uh, Butter Aubrey being automatic. And finally feeling like you have a solidified solution at kicker is so important Mm -hmm. especially when you're driving downfield, can't exactly even get into the red zone you can't score you know you're going to get points on the board and that's not ideally what you always want but you have somebody automatic in brandon aubrey so um a lot of really good things to take away in this game a lot to work on as well Mm -hmm. let's uh not gloss over some of the big things that uh did happen there as well but yeah exciting great day um Oh, oh, go no, you're go ahead, go ahead.
3: You're good. No, I was gonna mention to add on <coughs> to you. Jess's point. Um this defense in the locker room talking to them, they knew that they had to win third down. Mm-hmm. They knew how important Absolutely. it was to keep them, mm-hmm. you know, short of the sticks. And uh they came out, Philly was four for nine mm-hmm. on third down, and it, they there was just the mixture mixtures and coverage and just some of the things that Dan Quinn did, I thought was really impressive how he used his um his uh personnel on the defensive side of the ball yesterday. We'll take in Stephon
2: Gilmore, who for the second week in a row was one of the heroes of the game. We know that in the win over Seattle in the second half, uh, Quinn and the staff made an adjustment and had Gilmore match up with D.K. Metcalf of the Seahawks and follow him around. Mm -hmm. And so in last night's game, they had Gilmore from the get-go taking A.J. Brown. And it was chippy at the beginning. I'm telling you, the first play from scrimmage with the Eagles Mm -hmm. on offense, they – you know you, Gilmore is a laid-back guy he doesn't do any chirping yeah. but A.J. Brown does yes. and so I saw him in in Gilmore's face that very first play from scrimmage on offense and it was funny because Gilmore said post-game yeah he made me mad he called me old and it lit a fire under <laughs> me but yeah the, the secondary plate played so well yeah. Deron Bland Uh, some stops on uh, on Devontae Smith but that open Smith tackle was so huge and the coaches praise his uh, ability to tackle in the open field. I think it's something that media and fans need to talk about more and then one last thing about the defense in regards to the secondary. What was the thing that we talked about last week of what area we think, you know, we hadn't seen as much from the safeties so Mm -hmm. far this year and they were the ones that stepped up. (laughs) Maybe a little. (laughs) Aisha Aisha got on her soapbox and by <laughs> golly, they listen. But Donovan Wilson, until this Blasted season, the <laughs> <laughs> Donovan Wilson was one of the catalytic players no. on this he defense. If, if there was a takeaway, Dono yeah. was usually involved. And last night, we finally saw Dono the way that we uh, mm-hmm. saw him up mm-hmm. until uh, this point. Up until um, this year, and of course, he had the injuries uh, coming mm-hmm. out early in the season and missed training camp. But uh, I thought Malik Hooker had a strong game, couple big yeah. plays uh, from him, so across the board. So when you have Dono making those plays on defense, and then finally we have a Michael Gallup siding uh, with yeah. his catches on <laughs> offense, including, of course, the, the touchdown. It's great because what we're seeing as the season goes along, we're seeing um, – We're
1: seeing contributions from different players, different games. Do y'all think that this was probably the best game as far as tackling from these guys? Because they had a hard time getting guys like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith down. Uh, But I feel like they did a really good job with taking down Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown. um, All those talented weapons.
3: I think your DBs, to your point, the open field tackling was just... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. incredible with some of the plays that they're making and it's crazy because with stefan gilmore that was i remember when we were talking about when you when um when stefan first got here jess talks about all the time how important veterans are in this game and when you look across the line and you see Mm -hmm. a veteran like stefan gilmore tackling how he tackles you best not Be uh, not sacrificing your body and getting out there and tackling because that was my thing was seeing how our DBs came up and tackled because Philly does a lot you know Mm -hmm. with screen game and all this quick stuff and what they also did they put a shell on this on this offense after a while they were like listen man y'all not about to just beat us deep all night so they really had they made the Dallas offense have to be patient and kind of you don't have to methodically move down move down the field i felt like they handled that very well but defensively i thought that they flew to the ball and they all i felt like they tackled well i don't know if it was their best tackling game Mm -hmm. but as far as the dbs go yeah they were just so good in space and and Mm -hmm. yes just talked about the yak yardage Mm -hmm. which was huge Mm -hmm. um and um, other teams like San Fran are big on yak yeah. yardage yep. as well. Mm-hmm. So this is good practice, quote unquote, for how they and The, the aggressiveness that they yeah. tackle with, I thought was really good. Yesterday. I think
4: how Mike explained it was you get playoff experience without the consequences of a playoff loss. And yeah. I think that's the perfect way to explain the tackling in this game and how important it is i don't think tackling has been a drop-off necessarily for this unit in general Mm -hmm. i think actually compared to last year it's something that they've improved on and dan quinn said they've put an emphasis on it um i think last year the problem was they were tackling a little forward as compared to just tackling to Mm -hmm. get down and not allowing that yak yardage Mm -hmm. um and i didn't see a lot of the extra yak last night with their tackling so um, I, I think if anything you take away from this is how they match the aggression of their opponent, and so obviously you know Philly's going to come out of the gates being aggressive. It, it really does start with how they play yeah. in, in general. They're an aggressive offense that is going to they're going to tush push their way on on <laughs> short yardage situations. They're not afraid to be aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when you're matching that energy. And you kind of take your own game up a level because you want to establish mm-hmm. your own dominance in that game. I think that's really what you saw uh, in terms of this matchup. First, I don't think
3: they matched oh, right. them, though. Go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. they did oh, it. Yeah. And I, oh, felt yeah. like they, I
4: felt like they I felt weren't they trying to it.
3: match yeah. Philly. They was like, y'all got to come see us. Mm-hmm. They that's weren't playing it. Yeah. with yeah. their food. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, were, they, were the, they were the ones. That's what I was talking yeah, they about were the aggressor earlier where, to me. where it was. Because usually
2: Philly is the one that's the bully, that's the aggressor, and the shoe being on the other foot. They were
1: that's what D. Law said. That was his quote. When you in my city, you better check in. So that's the yeah. energy that they came with. Yeah, yeah.
3: no, that's that's to it. your point. Yeah. I think that's that was the difference, and it, it just it means something mm-hmm. for like this. De- and I, I, I like I said, I think the offense is starting to develop mm-hmm. this aggressiveness. Seeing them run the ball when they was like, we're gonna run the ball <laughs> exactly. was dope yesterday. Yeah, yep. but the defense to me, I've been waiting to see them in totality come out and be aggressive like that. I'm not mm. sure if I've had a, have seen a game where like the whole u, the all the units were just flying off the ball like that. It was good to see, especially this late in the season. Especially mm. yeah. this late. In yeah, season.
2: you know, I, I think that statistically you can say, you know, like with some of the shutouts and lower scoring games, but in terms of having to have that intensity throughout the entire four quarters. Yeah. I, I mean, I know this was That's a this was a tw- 20 point yeah. uh win, but in terms of, you know, there have been so many blowouts uh this year that guys have been resting on the sideline mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, and they haven't had to bring it for the whole time. And, you know, but, but that's also kudos to the staff and the veteran leadership among the players that the guys who have gone in have maintained that mm-hmm. similar level of intensity. But for the starters and the leaders to have it through the full four quarters, that's that's what was fun.
3: You wanted to say something? My bad. No, no, no. Uh, Dan Quinn mentioned that, though. He's been mentioning that I don't know, uh, for the last couple weeks because there there was a little stretch of time where they were coming out in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, teams were kind of figuring... They were just going down and scoring in that third quarter. This defense came out with the intensity the whole mm-hmm. game, from start to finish. And to your point, Christy, I do think that's going to be something that's important moving forward for Absolutely. them to kind of turn that page yeah. and to collectively be able to lock in for a full game. Uh, you're going to have to have it against Josh <laughs> Allen in
2: Buffalo. What mm-hmm. a Ain't huge win for the them league. yesterday at Kansas City, and he's such a was, such a challenge. What a game. And I know, the, a game. I know as the week goes along, <laughs> talk more um, about uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffalo. I wanted to mention one other thing and because you mentioned uh with uh the tush push for mm. uh the eagles and of course they, you know they had some success with that but uh dak prescott on third down two different quarterback sneaks <laughs> now it's it's not a tush yeah. push but what it's happened was enough. he gets he up he, he, get, on, he gets I'm up seeing. to the line of scrimmage <laughs> and the eagles it's better the eagles leave the center uncovered <laughs> you know and so when when dak sees that He just calls it and just (laughs) right through the A-gap, you know. I mean, they didn't even even have to try a brotherly shove or a tush-push because the uh, Eagles defensive line, I thought that was pretty shocking to see it open right over the center and they just take advantage of that hole, you know.
1: Christy, at what point from the sidelines did you know that they had this game won? Oh,
2: well, going in, (laughs) going in, going in. Going in, I thought the Cowboys were going to win. Um, I I felt my, my score prediction going into the game was 30 to 24 Cowboys. I did not predict that the Cowboys defense would keep them, the yeah. Eagles offense, out of the end zone yeah. with the Eagles only score coming uh, with the fumble return by the defensive lineman, But limiting them to two uh, field goals. Wow. I didn't see that coming. But I mean, I just felt confident all week and Same. and mm-hmm. and the energy in the building the coaches even the players were talking about it yeah. during pregame. it was palpable you could feel it mm-hmm. and uh there was a, it really I think it goes back to week nine at Philly and it's something that we talked mm-hmm. about on this podcast is after that game it was just kind of a different attitude yeah the Cowboys yeah. lost and they were disappointed but it was more of a resolve and kind yeah. of their yeah. back That's was up is, and it, yes, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're going see them again and And it really – I know that that's crazy because that was week nine, but that kind of attitude carried into this. I I truly believe that. What do
1: you think that this team proved yesterday? Yesterday. Dang, yeah. yeah, There you go. Yes, well, okay.
2: It, it, it proves that <laughs> they don't have to rely on an aerial circus and Dak putting say up over that. 300 yards and say four that. touchdown passes. Mike McCarthy said earlier today that, hey, the passing game wasn't all that. You no. know, there are things to improve on in every game, and the passing game is not what it had been the previous several weeks. Uh, the run numbers, you look and you say, well, oh, that's kind of average, but shoot. Aisha's right. Those yeah. were hard-fought yards. Mm -hmm. and they came at crucial times and so um uh I think that's the most impressive thing is again I'm not surprised the Cowboys won I thought that they would have more success through the air Mm -hmm. but that that one they certainly did enough Dak had the two uh touchdown passes uh but um I, I guess that's what What kind of threw me off a little bit I wouldn't have predicted that
4: for me it's that you're seeing improvement still each Mm -hmm. and every week and that's so vital this late in the season because look at what's happening on the other side of the ball with Philadelphia they were high and mighty the top of their game thinking that hey you can't stop us yeah two weeks in a row of losses important losses that could very well bounce back and bite them depending on how they play going forward um and one of the losses to a team that they already beat this season and not an uncommon opponent by any means. They had the same amount of time, same amount of resources and efforts to beat this Cowboys team a second time and they didn't do it. Now, on the other side, coming back here to what's more impressive about that for the Cowboys is that they again, we keep talking about this slow progression that you're seeing from the Cowboys. And and I think it starts from the O-line and, and we talk about this mm-hmm. a lot you're not seeing it top off yet. You continuously Mm -hmm. see areas of Mm -hmm. improvement that they're working on. So what you're seeing, I think just is everything coming together on all three phases, not just offense, not just defense, not just special teams. You have Brandon Aubrey, who's automatic (laughs) in special teams, but then special teams also has work to do with this, this week with that fake punt. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's also an area of improvement uh, that they can continue to improve upon. Defense, we're talking about this last week safeties backfield what was going on safety said hey Aisha we're here <laughs> I swear they listen to this podcast in that team meeting um, Dono we talked about him literally last week and, and the progression that he's been on not having a training camp from that calf injury looks like vintage Dono's starting to make a little bit of an appearance offense run game mm-hmm. we've been talking about that nonstop. that this was the favorable matchup to do it and guess what they did it and yeah it wasn't anything impressive nothing that was I guess wowing but it did show you that since week nine this team has not had less than 100 rushing yards in a game Mm -hmm. that's improvement to me the last time you saw this team should look different now and it does it looks very different so um look it's a slow but steady path, and it's been since week nine, but you're still seeing improvement, and that should tell you that this team is working their tails off to make sure that they're the best uh, by the time these next few weeks roll around and you get into postseason
3: mm-hmm. yeah for me, they just proved that I think this team understands the moment and they're capable of executing in that moment and i I'm just I mean everything that y'all mentioned is valid as far as just seeing the improvements on film, seeing what they're doing but they, I think they really understand that they can, they can do something special this mm-hmm. year, and to see them come out and attack in that way yesterday with what is on the line, and you know you got this other team fighting. I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're yeah. here. Can I, got can, can
2: I add one more thing to that because mm-hmm. that that's an attitudinal type of thing. Absolutely. And I think what's so cool is down on the sideline and then in the locker room after the game. None of the Cowboys were surprised or over-celebrating. Mm. They expected to do this. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the, yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's the talk main thing it. is they expected to do this. Mm-hmm. And all that coach speak and stuff that you hear from McCarthy and everybody else, <laughs> and, you know, we're building up to this, and it's all. Hey, they, they're taking it to heart, yeah. right? And so... Um, Yeah, I I think that's the coolest thing is, yeah, you had a great game and you beat the Eagles and now you're in a tie for first place and all that, but they know that Mm -hmm. that that was the next step and it doesn't mean much if they don't go to Buffalo and play well. Mm
4: -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong too, because we all were here week nine to kind of fill the room out, if you will, before the Eagles game. There was an overly confident feeling, I think, when we look back and compare this week to the last time that these two played. It wasn't, and I don't want to say overly confident, it was just a feeling of they were almost chasing the win a little too much. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if you guys got the same feel, but I just was thinking about it as I was going to bed last night and I thought mm-hmm. about how different this week felt. Almost a calmness to where you wouldn't walk in that locker room and know they were playing the Eagles this week. Yeah. Last time, you would kind of walk in the locker room and it was like, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. I think it was just, I, I, think, I don't I, I'm not and, saying and that you're... That no, you're, you don't have uh, to agree. Yeah, I'm I, just saying I, yeah, from I, the, the conversations I had with certain players mm-hmm. and, and just the feel, yeah, I, I feel like there's a different confidence level. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a more level-headed confidence.
1: I think the confidence level is different, but I think it's more so of they didn't believe then. I think it, mm. was, it, it was more so of they knew they had the tools to do it, but they didn't truly like they've said they've been bought into everything. I don't think they were really bought in like they are now. So I think right. that's mm-hmm. kind of the difference with this team now.
2: I'd like to throw a Bill Parcells yeah. quote at you. <laughs> Confidence comes from demonstrated ability. Talk mm-hmm. about it. Okay. They've crazy. demonstrated ability last night. They put their money where their mouth yeah. was. They Demonstra- did it. They did what they needed to yeah. do. Now everyone who's gloating and, you know, Eagles have lost two straight, got embarrassed by the 49ers and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, lo- lost to the Cowboys. That is a prideful bunch. Oh, they yeah. do have an easier – they got Seattle, but then the mm-hmm. easier games after that. Don't be tossing any dirt on the Eagles. That would be a mistake. Yeah. That is a prideful group. It's still a talented group. Yeah. They control their own destiny, right, in terms of playoffs. You know, the Cowboys have so much – a much harder schedule so you know uh they really hurt themselves in in terms of being able to to control that number one seed and control the east and what happened the last two weeks but but don't don't look past that prideful veteran bunch I think that would be a huge mistake Mm. and not the proper respect that they've earned
4: they also need to win it this year if they want to because you look at the contract years they have coming up you have a very questionable – you have a solidified O-line that can get you that brotherly shove on a consistent basis. Guess what? Two of your biggest guys are on contract years. So they they need to do it this year if they're going to do it. I mean, we talk about that on this side of the ball. We just talked about this last week, how we yeah. have guys on contract years that you might not be able to retain. And the nature of this business is you don't always get to retain players. Philly knows that. Yeah, Philly knows don't. that as well.
3: Mm-hmm. I have a few words about those folks um, and what their season <laughs> – could possibly play out to be, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're going to
4: talk
1: about this offense in the next segment, break down a little bit more of this defense in the third, but we're going to take our first break. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back.
4: We know that juicy, cheesy,
2: grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing.
4: Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... like burgers and pepsi this perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce every sesame seed on the bun and every sip of that crisp refreshing ice cold cola a journey to foodopia burgers better with pepsi that's what i like
0: at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger
4: youth football and dance camps presented by invisalign don't miss your chance to learn from the dallas cowboys team leaders and former nfl players at at&t stadium on december 22nd 23rd celebrate the holidays with the cowboys register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camps and And maybe you'll get to see a little uh, special guest from Girls Talk, Boys Talk.
2: Yes, Mm -hmm. and the one on the 22nd. And a shout out because we've mentioned many times that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are the uh, instructors at Mm -hmm. these uh, DCC Dance Academy camps, part of the Cowboys youth camps. And I just want to shout out to the 200 ladies, uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader alumni who put on a Fantastic halftime show last night. This is the second year in a row that the current DCC has been joined by the alumni, and so the alumni. And so uh, it was great because the ladies uh, who were from the squads from the '60s and '70s they came out by decade, and so they would dance, do their choreography to their music from their decades. And we had the ladies from the '80s, the '90s, the 2000s, and then at the end. All the sisterhood together with the current DCC, and it was fantastic. Got a lot of friends. Uh, got to see them shake their groove thing uh, uh, <laughs> last night, and it, it was it was a really wonderful and a great celebration of the DCC sisterhood.
1: Shaking What's their that? groove thing mm-hmm. with the Cowboys O-line. It was getting groovy with it. Oh. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I like that. <laughs> Groovy and offensive line is not Man. often used in the same sense. Yeah, so I know they all. appreciate yeah. that. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I just wanted to shout out Terrence Steele. Um, he did a really good job of holding up single blocks. I was looking at the film a little bit today, and the Cowboys. I loved how um, we talk about how they bring guys down for pass pro, like Jake, um, and Schoon, and some of those guys. Even MG sometimes, but. Um, I like how they helped with double teams. That was something that stood out to me the most, and that's what really I feel like got this run game going. What y'all like the most? What impressed y'all? If you had to choose one thing, you got to choose one thing about this offense and what they did well. I mean, the, like the offensive line? No, it, it, any part of this
3: offense. I mean, honestly, it was just it was just the run blocking for me. Um, the duo and combo blocks are still playing into their favor. Um the way that they use the running backs also mm-hmm. is, like, they did run in between the tackles at times, but they also used motion. They mm-hmm. used orbit motion. They did a lot of things to get these guys kind of off center. Um, they also use the running backs in the receiving game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Rico mm-hmm. as a receiver, Tony mm-hmm. as a receiver, and that is something that's very underrated um, about these running backs is that those both those guys both have the capability mm-hmm. to do it. And um, also, too, I just thought the splits between the running backs were we're almost even it was I liked the way that they split it up and uh, we got a healthy dose of Rico and Tony, and I think that's gonna really help out is especially going up to like a buffalo where it sounds like it might be cold, rainy, and wet. And High 48, these low guys. 36, 9% low, chance okay. of rain.
1: 36?
4: Okay. Well, okay you know, wait, are you the sideline reporter? <laughs> She's, I've, been, I've been stalking this since this morning because I was really? like, don't, don't rain. Yeah. High yeah. 48, yeah, I'm just low like, 36, oh, 9% anything. chance of rain. I'll go with
2: cold. Just don't make it sleety and rainy. Yeah. Oh. That's the worst. Yeah, he, That's the worst. Trust me.
3: Mike McCarthy mentioned some of the inside, outside zone mm-hmm. that he wanted mm-hmm. to implement, seeing that more. But he said they took a step. Um, and he also mentioned even the cadence. Mm-hmm. Is he felt like they took a step now? Yeah. There's a in, at the the home at the house cadence is different than <laughs> sure. when you had you yeah. know you somebody else. Yeah, else's you're house. using a silent count. <laughs> you know, <to>. but um, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, I, I really I that my biggest thing was the fact that they ran the ball effectively in different ways, and I really think your guy Cavante Turpin mm. is mm. he's like the Joker. Of this offense where I feel like if you draw him, he's going to cause problems. And I feel like he could really put a lot of stress on teams if they up, anyway, up some of his his snaps and some of the things Mm -hmm. he does. Because I love how they're using him situationally in the run game. That first um, sweep to the outside to start the game really put... Mm -hmm. uh, literally on film you see their dbs looking at each other because they're like they're a who is this guy and i think they know about him but the more that that mike mccarthy mm-hmm. integrates him into this offense his speed to me can make a huge difference in the playoffs and how teams decide to play you yeah. moving forward so yeah i think your guys that's who that's who i'm looking for
4: i think for me it's the ball distribution that they're using in favorable matchups so in this matchup it called for a jake Fergie ferg and uh, he led your team in receiving yards yesterday 72 yards out of five receptions longest reception 32 yards he got a problem
3: with Ferg. he has had his i mean listen he's and he led saw the team an in receiving. Oh.
4: both times you played
3: him great it wasn't yeah. a bird
4: it wasn't a plane it was an air ferg and okay. he was flying real high and I thought it was the Eagles that were supposed to fly, but that's <gasps> not like <laughs> I thought he was
2: Big Biscuit, but I like Fly and Ferg too.
4: Fly and Ferg. Um, oh my God. She must uh, No, but I, <laughs> I do like the ball distribution, and it goes with the running backs. You right. saw, like you said, you did see more of Rico Dowdle, which we've been screaming for, mm. and that's no shade to TP. It's just you're getting to the point of the season, and we've been talking about this for weeks. It's going to get cold. You need your run game to just be solid, yeah. and you need it to be solid with both of them, and then you add some turp in there, (sighs) And a little bit of CD, because you saw CD um, have a couple of runs, too. That's just
1: Mike McCarthy play calling. You do
4: what you can. And remember we talked about this. I was thinking about this before I went to bed last night, too. Uh, We talked about how (laughs) Mike McCarthy... Never. (laughs) Um, We talked about how Mike McCarthy hasn't had to show his full hand of Mm. what his play calling actually is yet. Mm. I think your run game is starting to expose it a little bit more, but he's still being so diligent and smart about how much he's showing right now. Oh yeah, because he has a bag full of tricks. Yeah. Uh, It's almost insane because you're watching this game, you're like, oh, they're going to run on first down. Like, you you think you know what to expect. And then Mike McCarthy said, boom, no appendix. Guess what I'm going to do? And then he pulls out these (laughs) trick plays out of nowhere. And it's, I love it. But you're also seeing it in the receiving game as well getting Michael Gallup more involved. Mm -hmm. Chrissy, I'm so glad you Mm -hmm. mentioned it. If y'all want to roll the tape back for months ago when I was talking about this, please (laughs) feel free. Any any chance I have to brag on MG and how hard he works, and I'm not discrediting anybody else in the locker room. They all work hard, but he has been so unselfish these last few weeks Mm -hmm. to be blocking his tail off to make sure that the guys around him are getting opportunity that he clearly wants. He's not here to just block. He's a receiver, and it doesn't matter because he goes when his number is called 39 yards his longest reception yesterday which was the longest of the game uh and mike mccarthy talked about today he's getting one of the game balls as he absolutely should because he has been unselfish Mm -hmm. through this whole process even going back to acquiring brandon cooks knowing very well that that guy's probably going to take your receiver spot second receiver spot even though you've been here longer and he said look i'm here to do what i need to do so we can all win so credit to mg uh but credit to all of those guys, everyone showed up yesterday. Yeah. Everybody did. But the ball distribution, chef's kiss. More of that, Michael McCarthy. <laughs> we love
2: it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite things for the offense was getting up early, right? Yeah. they scoring on every possession in the first half. Yep. Putting the pressure on mm-hmm. the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I am so glad when the Eagles won the coin toss that they deferred to take the ball to the second half, and the Cowboys got the ball on offense first. I because mm-hmm. I think it was take it down, score, and – Put the eagles the on their tone. heels, set the tone. Put yeah. the eagles on the heels, and then when they have falling behind, that's when you you pass rushers can pin their ears back. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, it's not just taking the ball down and scoring, but controlling uh, the tempo, controlling time of possession, mm-hmm. and that was extending drives, and that their third uh, down conversion rate. Coming into the game, they were at 48%, second in the league. And we know that Philly's defense was worst in the league in defending uh, third down. And so the Cowboys ended last night with a third down conversion rate of 56%. That's stupid, crazy good. And, And guess what? The times that you did stall out, where you were at the, the plus 40 or the plus 42, meaning oh. the 40 or 42-yard yeah. line on the other side, For on, him, on the eagle side. <laughs> oh, we'll just send in <laughs> Brandon the and Aubrey. Yeah. A sixty-yard field goal in the first quarter, yeah, insane. Sending him out there, I, it you know, it's, wow. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a lot of confidence. We were talking earlier about Brandon Aubrey Butter, could be on Aubrey. the other side
4: of Texas and still make those field goals. Seriously, yes yeah. you know I'm
2: I'm real interested. <laughs> this is going to be. I, I was thinking about this because obviously you're going to Buffalo. It is going to be mm-hmm. uh, chilly, uh, mm-hmm. probably uh, rainy and wet. Hopefully not too too windy. But guess what's right on the other side of Buffalo? Right on the other side of the on the border, and that's Toronto. And Brandon knows all about Toronto. He was drafted uh, by Toronto yeah. in the MLS. So I guess uh, if we're going to have to see him do his first bad weather outdoor kicking, at least he has some uh, familiarity with the uh, with the climate That's up a great there. Point. Yeah,
1: but even then, I don't. I, I just think he's so unfazed. Like, oh my gosh, he is the so way that he's steady, so, Eddie. yeah, steady, cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. Even Nicole, when he makes Nicole, a Nicole joke, I saw
4: you're like. Was was that a joke? He, he's well, I, I so saw I calm. saw something
2: on the sideline yesterday that I hadn't seen. Go for it. He smiled.
1: <gasps> Girl <Yeah. laughs> get away from it. Brandon <laughs> Aubrey smiled. Girl. No, like you don't see that. No, Even you after he makes to feel I like don't. you don't I mean, see you any don't. reaction. He
2: has teeth. I didn't know it. <laughs> He, no, it, it, it was great. And I don't want it to sound like he's joking around no, and was, ha-ha. No, no, it was no. not like that. But, see, the thing is, when you're the field goal kicker and he's, he's nailing every time he puts his foot to the football and uh, successfully converts another field goal, he's adding to his NFL records. Yeah. But he doesn't really get to celebrate because he has to go out and kick off. And, by the way, with the touchbacks <laughs> – he's yeah. again he's upright. are you it's it's insane yeah. it's someone insane. let him know
4: he wasn't kicking a field goal at that point <laughs> he, he, he he
2: hit the crossbar twice once it bounced back the other time it bounced over and went went through but i mean heck the guy we say oh i could kick a 70 yarder well yeah he does it uh, from a tee, uh kicking off all the time i
3: love was... it because to me this speaks to maybe his muscle memory mm-hmm. yeah. but but yeah i'm sure that's your thing but you made a really good point about Mike McCarthy he's mentioned the variations of this offense um this whole time and I do to your point just think that you're starting to see some of that with the um with the run game but I do think in this game there was um in the th- especially in, like in the third quarter they did the things they needed to get to do to get into field goal range mm-hmm. but there were several times that I thought to myself now if you need it to go get this, would you have gone and got that? Would you have gone and got I mean, they were up by two scores. Yeah, that handoff
2: to Pollard Mm -hmm. you're talking about where they only got, like, what, three or four Mm -hmm. instead of maybe getting 10 yards or 12 yards to make it? And making in, it easier on the yeah, kid. Yeah, and
3: in fairness, I mean, they were going for the... the they were trying to finish them with the C.D. Lamb <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, play down the yeah. side. I, I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that one. I don't. I, I, I like that. I like but that. I do think at that point, and this is another thing that I feel like ties into what you are saying, just in regard to, like, the... Um, Knowing your team, understanding your team. Mike McCarthy talked about that today. It was one of the dopest things I think I've heard a coach talk about. Is he? He didn't say this, but I'm just saying he talked about the intimacy of keeping the locker room cool and keeping them mm-hmm. and knowing your guys and learning the guys. And to me, sometimes you look at your. He mentioned the passing game. Sometimes you look at your passing game. You'd be like, Oh, y'all ain't got it right now. Oh, yeah. y'all not. It's not. It's not clicking the way it was before. All right, let's go to the ground. And they did that. They did that. And so when we talk about getting confidence in the passing game, I think they did that against Seattle. Mm-hmm. I think at this point you're starting to be like, okay, this passing game can turn up and everybody be involved. But I think they can walk out with some confidence, again, Absolutely. in this running game in a way that equals. It's it's equal now to where, okay, if one, if one side of the ball don't got it, then yeah. you can do that. But I just thought that it took it takes growth and understanding which you're as a coach to be like, you know what, let's just keep it on the ground. Let's yeah. just keep it doing simple things because – you know, you hitching a little bit. I don't like that. And um, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> c-
2: c- credit the, the the Eagles had mm-hmm. uh, Dak under duress. Yeah, they did some things. So credit credit. But yeah. but when they some of those uh, passes, oh my gosh, right
1: on the money.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was
2: Ferguson, good. and when, when he needed to, Dak delivered for sure. Well,
1: all right, ladies, we're gonna take our second break. I accidentally let us go a little bit over, but you're watching Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back.
0: you mm.
4: Experience the most electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. Every Friday and Saturday night through December 16th, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza ignites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance showcasing 65 performers, including the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Santa Claus, and appearances from your favorite Dallas Cowboys football heroes. Mm-hmm. Visit the stardistrict.com for more information today. All right, ladies, real
1: quick. Um, We talked about the secondary. We got to talk about Damone Clark and Marquise Bell. Um, I think those guys played absolutely lights out. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you guys enjoyed seeing them kind of continue every single week on their dominance in that position? What I like about them,
2: um, gosh, this sounds like an old person word, but (laughs) plucky um they feisty mm. oh, they don't yeah. take anything from anybody yeah young guys but then when it when it gets chirpy they chirp right back I they saw. do not back down Yeah, and i i love that about them
3: <laughs> that's fair i i feel the same way I, I but i also feel like they're starting to play as a tandem yes. now good and point and that's and that's important when you talk about your linebacker core and so for me that that's seeing their connection grow and seeing them kind of starting to understand each other's cues yeah. and their communication has gotten better. That's what I've been impressed with. And as far as Marquise Bell, I'm just impressed with his his body mm. and how he's been able to handle this and and playing the way he's playing. He's getting off a block so much better, so he's reading better. But that them becoming a tandem has been kind of dope to see because Demone Clark lost Layton. Mm. Yeah, he needs he needs part, you know a yeah. roadie you know. So them connecting has been cool for me
4: ring the bell oh my goodness it's so exciting to see these young players excel at mm-hmm. this rate and all kudos and credit to dan quinn for continuing to be a coach that is not only a coach for veteran guys but because we always talk about how dan quinn has this ability to take an older guy repolish them and make them shine brighter mm-hmm. than really they had in the last few years jonathan hankins stefan gilmore a couple examples but what he also does very well is he takes these younger guys he plays up to their strengths and he allows them to shine on their own to where they don't feel like they have to chase big plays they don't feel like they have to do anything other than go out there and play football you're seeing two very bright young men come into their own build their confidence and it should be so exciting for you to know that that is the future of your linebacker core right there because it's this is the starting point. Like you forget, Marquise Bell was not a linebacker before. Just you forget. This is your starting point, and uh that in it's, it's, itself is very exciting.
1: We're giving out team grades. Defense as a whole. What are you guys grading them? A-, a plus. A uh-huh. plus. Yeah,
2: plus. plus. Talking about just for last night. Yeah, Heck just yeah. for last
4: night.
1: A
2: plus plus plus. A plus oh. plus. Okay. A. Hey, plus you didn't give up a five? touchdown. You give up
1: two <laughs> field goals to the Eagles. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah.
4: A, plus. a plus. Plus extra credit.
1: <laughs> they just a won't plus? get an A from me. A for,
4: what? <laughs> Only three
2: takeaways? Just, mm, Dang. Just, she's a, I, I'm glad you weren't my professor in school. There'd be no
3: curve. She's a tough grader. Yes. Offense, which I'll grade them. I'm going to give them a B minus.
4: B. B? Because I want to be. What you finna to say? I want to I I be consistent. I want to be positive,
2: so I'll go B plus. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. What well, you got? Defense I'm you going You can't not great. I know. My on. bad. I'm sorry. We okay, hey. gonna we have to be the bad teachers? <laughs> no, defense I'm going to go A. Just strictly A. Um offense mm, Mhm. Mhm. See. Mm. I'm going to go B plus. B+. Plus. Love All that. Right? Yeah. Love that. Fine. <laughs> all right well, well be... hey,
2: 33 points first team in yeah. nfl history seven uh first home games of the season
3: we can't 30 we can't, plus points we gotta hey, so we should have got to keep them humble defense offense <laughs> special teams <laughs> oh, because brandy yeah. gave brandon gave us 12 right true. 12 points yeah true incredible special teams he's insane great now. well put a plus, 12 plus, points, points. Really 12 good. 12 points plus the <sighs> uh
2: extra points so 15 right
3: yo Mm-hmm. He was good, and then Brian Anger is what second. In, I think they said he's mm. second in the NFL. Can, net can, yards. I say, can I say? Can say
2: about uh, just talking with Brian in the locker room last week and in Pro Bowl voting, he's kind of like fifth or sixth or something. But All Pro, he should be considered, right? I mean, he's yeah. right up there at top.
4: Here's yeah. the thing:
2: the offense has been so good
4: he that he
2: good does job. not have enough punts to qualify for oh, All Pro. Yeah. So last entering last night's game, he wow. needed. He Since told me that. Right? He told me that entering yeah. last. Last night he needed to average 2.48 punts per game through the rest of the season to qualify, and of course he only had the one punt last night. Mm.
4: Yeah,
1: he and hadn't punt since Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. That's what they game. said on the I was shook. Days.
3: Listen, exactly. sorry, Brian. You have to just sit your head on. <laughs> I
1: ain't
4: about
3: to willingly be like
4: punt. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. We we love it. He would rather hold for an <laughs> yep. extra point yep. a yep. punt. Yes. All right. I'm gonna give special teams a B though. Got A B? Because of allowing, the, okay? allowing the, oh, uh, the fake the fake Got You okay. to yeah. catch that. You have, you have, the, you you have to go lower that. on the curve because yeah. that's fake. No, you gotta catch that. Because I was watching, I was like, fake. fake Somebody tweeted it too. Everybody said it. Yeah. Uh, Baby,
3: I must have been in a, in a zone Because I, I didn't see Nitty. Yeah. My
4: poor neither. neighbors, my poor neighbors heard me saying, fake, fake, fake. <laughs> poor neighbors. <laughs> poor neighbors. Oh well. I'll live. will be fine.
1: All right, well, that's a wrap for today's show. We will be right back tomorrow. No. No. We will no. not. Oh, my gosh. Dang. My day is running. We will not be back tomorrow. We'll be back Wednesday. There's a special <laughs> event with Salvation Army that yes. uh, the
2: staff will be with. So um, anyway, Ooh. so it's for a, a good purpose. Everyone will be
1: yes. uh, otherwise engaged. Yes. We will be back Wednesday. Oh. That's a wrap for
4: today. y'all. <laughs>